Hi, Andras Jones here with a couple of quick announcements. In August, we'll be wrapping up Season 2 of Radio 8 Ball, and I'll be coming out with my first record in quite a while. It's called All You Get, and I hope you'll check it out. This show, the great songwriters we've had as guests, and your attention have inspired me to want to do it again, so I am. And on July 25th, I'll be playing songs from the record at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood, California, accompanied by the cats on this here episode you're about to hear. After my set, they'll be performing as the Sheriffs of Schrodingham. That's at 11 p.m. My show's at 10. That's 10 o'clock sharp at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood, California on July 25th. If you can be there, we'll see ya. And if not, we'll miss ya. And you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select. Here with the help of our friend, Synchronicity. And now it's time for Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake, it's the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and I'm hanging out here at Starburns Industries on April 28th, 2019, with our musical guest, well, first I'm going to start off by introducing the return of Vikram Devastali. You you stole the show with Alex Lilly. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Welcome oh, back. Thank you very much. And I checked out your music, and I loved it. I went online, you sent me your Spotify stuff, I checked it out, and I and you brought in your musical project here with your musical partner, Ross Guerin. That's right. Hey, Ross. Hey. Lean into the mic so we can hear you there. There you are, Ross Guerin. And the two of you aren't alone. You have brought in another musical accompanist, a uh, tall drink of water named John Schroeder. Sheriff John, he's no sludge. He's sitting down, but I could tell. I'd have to look up to him. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Radio 8 Ball. You stole the show. I don't, not, you, didn't, you, can't, you didn't really steal the Star Trek Discovery show with Alex Lilly, but you definitely were the breakout star of that show. Oh, my goodness. Nobody is sort of like, you're sort of standing unassuming in the corner with your trombone, but whenever we got a chance to, for you to say anything, that just like, it was, it was very charismatic and very funny and very insightful. And I was like, oh, I, I want to have this guy back. But then I checked out your music. Like, oh, my God, we have to have him back. This music is incredible. So, folks, get ready. It's going to be some great songs. And they're going to be the answers to the questions that are asked by a bunch of your friends, including, I'm not going to go give all of their names because I don't want to, sometimes things happen, people don't show up in the studio, and then we have to go back and apologize for them not being here. But we are <laughs> going to say that Alex Lilly is going to be joining you at the end of this. So she's coming in to support your show as you did hers. It's wonderful. I got to, I've been seeing, uh, I went got to see you play in Seattle with her, which was That's great. Right. And then I loved that you, you filmed this thing on Instagram where you just accompanied her singing on just the trombone outside and i was thinking i want that to be my life yeah. i want to walk around with a trombone player just going boop, 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 behind me i never it would just be so good yeah we were sitting on her grandfather's porch my car was on its way and she said before you go 
can you record this for Instagram? And you're like, give me first Venmo me 50 bucks. A trombonist's work is never done, Andres. <laughs> you got the, yeah, you got to keep that sack butt working. Yeah, a lot of pizzas to deliver out yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hungry people. And we're going to get, so we're going to have questions from all of these wonderful people who are joining you. And we need to get your question. Could you write down your question for the Pop Oracle? For us. This is going to be answered by the last song on the board. Usually I have people do this uh, before the show, but with so many musicians in here, it was a little bit crazy. It's a little bit like uh, the scene, the the steamship sequence from the Marx Brothers. Was it Day at the Opera? Or maybe Day at the Radio? Yeah, I think it's Day at the Opera. And Night at the Opera, sorry. Yeah. Thanks, John. Your 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 mouth. He, he doesn't have a mic, so you can't hear him very well, but he's giving me, he's funneling me notes, giving me little encouraging gestures. I really appreciate it. Oh, so here we have your question. And all the paper fetishists who follow this show, this is the point you wait for. Gather around. Here's Vikram's question. I get more into that every time. I think I'm turning myself I'm turning myself into a paper fetishist. But that will be the question that will be answered by the last song on the board. And in fact, why don't we go over the songs that you have? You have eight songs on the board. Would you play a little bit of music while I read the titles? Song number one, If You Show Me How. Song number two, A Good Enough Romance. Song number three, You've Had It Easy. Song number four, Good Clean Fun. Song number five, You'll Live Forever on the Internet. Song number six, Dr. Ford. Song number seven, The Battle of Attrition. And song number eight, The Rest of It is... You. And those will be the answers to the questions asked on the show. We call that the Oracle Fodder. You have some compelling titles, Vikram. Oh, thank you very much. I'm very excited about this. I always figured if the title isn't good, you don't need to bother with the rest of the song. Yeah, there's uh, there's certainly some songwriters who I wish had taken that note. So and do you and do you and uh, you and Ross write together? Is that how this works? Or yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes I'll write a song and send it to him. Sometimes he'll work up an idea, and I'll. I'm, I'm the the lyrics guy. You're the lyrics guy. Yeah. Now it's 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 interesting to me. You are. I I met you as a, a side musician, showing up as the the, the side cat to Alex Lilly, and then you come in here. Completely instrumentless. You're just gonna sing. You're just the singer. You're, and I, I was I, when you told me that, I was a little bit surprised. I just figure you're a musician. You're gonna want to put your sonic stamp on it with your playing. But you just want to be Sinatra in this situation. Is that how? You, is that how you? I mean, are you? Is this how you always perform? Like you are just the man in front. You just sit and you sing the beautiful songs that you wrote the lyrics to, and let these cats back you up. Well, you know, live there is a certain question of what you do with your hands which I never really have to think about when I'm playing trombone, but when I'm singing, I do. And so the guitar serves a useful purpose in that sense. Um, but 
since we're doing this for radio and I'm in the very capable hands of uh, the sheriffs of Schrodingham, as they like to call themselves, John and Russ, I figured that I'd just focus on the vocals. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to... I'm, I'm, I love the song, so I'm just... Uh, it's it's actually... Uh, it's, it's I don't know, I feel like... The, the, the word, I'm, I'm, I'm losing the word. It's not courageous, but there is something about making the choice to just be... Like when you're a musician, to make the choice to not have an instrument there to sort of protect you. Even if you're not... If it's not turned up very well, like you said, they're like... But, Sure. Well, if I had if I had a uh, Jenny Lewis on my chest, then maybe I, I wouldn't need a guitar yes. either. Well, if we all had Jenny Lewis on our chest, the world would be a better place. Got that T-shirt, man. It's, yeah, it's a good look. I love me some Jenny Lewis. Yeah, we all do. Yes, and that new record is fantastic. I, she's she's one of my tip-top dream guests for Radio Eight Ball. There's like four or five that are, and she's right there. She's around here. I, think. I know. I've I'm never... working on. I, we actually, I got in touch with her because she put out a video. Did you see the video that she put out to promote her show, which is all about her as a mystic on TV, mystic woman? Get your answers, and then she picks her songs like tarot cards oh as the goodness. answers. And I wrote to her and saying, "Hey, I love this. <laughs> this is fantastic. I love Jenny Lewis. You're so on my brand. You got to be on my show." And they wrote back and said, "Well, she's really busy right now, but." You know, yeah. Maybe. So that's I, how that's how it worked. That's how I got Anara George, which is how I got Alex Lilly, which is how I got you. That's so, synchronicity right there. Yeah. That's how it all happens. Yeah, I met the Watson twins once. Ooh. And I was very starstruck. Yeah. Uh because yeah. I used to have back in the days of CDs, I had like a little binder of CDs mm-hmm. in case the bomb hit and yeah. I needed to make a quick exit. <laughs> right. And I just told them I was like, Rabbit for Code is one of those CDs. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a great record. I mean, she just everything, you know. Yeah, to me, actually, Jenny Lewis and Anara George are sort of like the two sort of biggies of their generation to me, who are just like, just keep knocking it out of the park every time. Yeah. So, anyway, but this isn't about them or my <laughs> shirt. This is about you. Actually, this is, we're about to be about me, because I, I, I got to start this off with my question. We got a bunch of your guests lined up, so let me get into my question. So, my question for the Pop Oracle today is about boundaries. So, first of all, I should just say, if I sound either manic or exhausted, it's because I didn't have good boundaries last night. The guy I'm staying with, he lets me stay in this really nice guest house that isn't far from here, and I love it. But part of the thing when you're someone's guest is if they want to stay up till 3 in the morning drinking and arguing about politics, you sort of, you know... Yeah, you go with the flow. You go with the flow. But now I'm a little bit... So I, I, I didn't have good boundaries in that situation, and I'm regretting it. And it's fine. I had a fun time hanging out with them. I don't feel bad, and I'm not resentful. But I feel like I maybe am not... I'm, I'm, I'm not up to my usual razor-sharp uh, wit, and I don't have words at my disposal. For some reason, I just can't find the words that I want to say, but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to muscle through here. And I've been You're wanting doing great. To, thank You're you. doing so good. Thank you, for Vikram. I really appreciate it. I need, the, I need the, the moral support. So, but my question is about boundaries. A couple things. First of all, my experience is that everyone likes, agrees that you should have good boundaries, but whenever you want to talk about them, everyone, nobody wants to talk about it. Uh, and there's also something about boundaries when you decide, okay, I want to talk about boundaries with you. It almost, it almost immediately escalates the situation 
beyond what it actually was. I mean, unless there's an actual issue, like you're invading me, you know, you're doing so, I need to talk boundaries as opposed to like, hey, we're starting this project. We should probably discuss the bound our boundaries mm -hmm. and have agreements about that because we're getting to know each other. But as soon as you say that, it sort of escalates the the conversation in a way that in itself could be could feel like, oh, now oh, now you want to have a boundary conversation that goes goes against my boundaries, <laughs> except right. they're unspoken. Yeah. And really, it's about uns this is this is where I want to go. It's about unspoken boundaries, because I realized that I have a big boundary for myself around Radio 8 Ball that I have not really ever expressed on the show or specifically to guests. And it's sort of like in Dr. Strangelove, where they have the doomsday weapon, but they don't tell anyone. And if you don't tell anyone, it defeats the purpose of the doomsday weapon, because the whole right. idea is to discourage... <laughs> Mutually assured destruction. Right, exactly. So, so my boundary that I have about this show, and it's also I work as a manager, and it's sort of is my boundary that I have around clients, is just I don't fool around with my clients. I don't fool around with guests on the show, and I have a very specific definition of that, which is if someone who was on the show wanted to. Uh, step over that boundary. We would have a, we'd have to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's a hard no. Like I could never be in a band with someone who was on Radio Eight Ball. Andres, I could never you, go you, out with someone. Are you hitting on me right See, now? See, this is what I'm saying. As soon as you start <laughs> to talk about the boundary situation, someone's like, "Are you talking about me? You want to?" I feel like you're coming on to me right <laughs> now, and I'm fine with that. But I just, you know. See, this is what I, I figured. I figured you'd be a safe person to have this conversation with because you wouldn't. This you is wouldn't, a safe space. You right wouldn't here. feel that, but already I've already trans. I've stepped over. I've I've stepped over your boundaries by bringing this up. But my point is just, it's a little bit difficult because in the world that we live in, if you, uh, you know, if you ask someone, hey, you want to go out to lunch and talk, if you don't, if they don't know that it's not a date then or it's not a come on then it's natural to assume it might be yeah but if you say that it's not then it definitely sounds like it is and i'm trying to <laughs> i'm trying to put this out there to the like so i don't want to have to have that conversation with people now i'm just going to send them to this episode no i, 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 was, I was being a little bit flippant earlier but i've definitely been in situations like that where yeah i was you know, trying to work with someone, yeah. writing or playing or whatever, yeah. and she thought that I was coming on to her. Well, like, for example, we were talking about Jenny Lewis. Yeah. Like, if I want if I want to have Jenny Lewis on the show, and she's a gorgeous, she's a beautiful woman, of course, everyone in the world who knows her has a crush on her on some level, but if she was on the show, to me, it's like, that would, not just her, but anyone. My experience is that this is like... It, even though we play fast and loose, like this is fun and we're laughing, but it is kind of a therapy situation. And it's just, it's just bad mojo for me and not even for them, bad mojo for me and my show to have things get confusing in that way. Cause these, these, we can uncork some real stuff here. And so, yeah. So my, my, I guess I'm getting to my question. My, my question is just to, to get this preface. So I believe that boundaries are good. Boundary conversations can can be an escalation in a way that I don't that it doesn't really help the situation. And in in bringing this up, my goal is to communicate to all future and past guests that this doesn't have to go there. 
the only way it could go there is if you, speaking to all of you, any of you, wanted it to go there, then we'd have to have a conversation. And then it's, you have, would have to initiate that. We would have that conversation. I can guarantee it would not be an easy conversation because I have all kinds of boundaries around how I relate to people who are on this show. So, one, I don't want you to have to, I don't want you to, have to worry about that. And two, if you are worried about it, we have a conversation. And until then, it's not ever, it's just, you can trust that that's just not what this show is about. Uh, there's some, there was a time when I was a younger man, I had a band, part of what my band was about was finding people who I could transcend boundaries with. <laughs> Not the case anymore. And, yeah. uh, and so, anyway. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be the first person to get into the business right. with that motivation. Right. <laughs> Adolescent guitar players unite. Even the most high-minded musician is probably not indifferent to, totally to yeah. that consideration. Well, so, of course, yeah. of course. No but, shame there. Right. I'm not ashamed. I'm just saying that there's a difference. That that is not a therapeutic uh, endeavor that uh, that requires the same intention that this does. And so my question for the Pop Oracle is, having put this out there, can I, will I find, will I get to a place where I can engage socially, professionally, even intimately, not necessarily sexually, but intimately on, a, on a, an emotional, personal level with people who have been on the show without, it, without people having to worry that they are now being a target of my wanting to transcend their boundaries, which would just, just would be, uh, you know, uh, that is gross to me. So that's my question. Will I be, will doing this communicate to all guests, future and past, that we can really get into it without having to get into it. And now, to engage the Pop Oracle, I'm going to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 we love Song number two, which is... A good enough romance. It is a good enough romance. I'm not the kind of hound who tends to look around for something better than I always had. Just an ordinary man, but for you I'll do the best I can. I haven't reasoned through just what I'm gonna do. I never like to look before I leap. But I'm out here on a limb So don't tell me that you're here with him It's unlikely But you're so lovely That I had to take a chance You might like me Or even love me If you'll give me just one dance Yeah, the going could get rough But we'll have a good enough romance Lost on the open sea of what I'm supposed to be I never found the proper time or place But I'll know just where I stand If you tell me that you'll take my hand It's unlikely, but you're so lovely That I had to take a chance 
You might like me or even love me if you'll give me just one dance. Yeah, the going could get rough, but we'll have a good enough romance. There's a price to pay for dreaming through the day. You'll never know for sure if you're awake. But if this dream is just a lie, then I will sleep until I die. It's unlikely, but you're so lovely that I had to take a chance. You might like me or even love me if you'll give me just one dance. It's unlikely, but you're so lovely that I had to take a chance that you might like me or even love me if you'll give me just one dance. Yeah, the going could get rough, but we'll have a good enough romance. And that was a good enough romance. From this crew gathered here, Vikram and Ross and John. So, Vikram, that was the answer to my question about my ability to communicate my boundaries to the guests' future and past without escalating things. And Yeah, so the answer is no. No. Well, <laughs> you know, that's one answer among many. But let's start by telling tell me about the background of this song. Where does the song come from? So this is uh, maybe one of the first songs that I ever wrote on a guitar. Um, I went to USC and I studied jazz and so to the extent that I was doing any writing at all, I was mostly doing it on a piano, um, which at the time worked fine because I was never really performing my songs. Um, but as I got to the place where I was starting to think about performing them, a guitar seemed like a much more practical choice. And so I started uh, tooling around, and uh, that, that fell on out. Was it a based? Was it about a real situation, or is it just a fanciful idea? Um, I don't think I would connect it to any specific experience that I've had, but I have had the experience many times of uh, you know, there's a certain kind of romantic love song in which the singer promises uh, someone the moon and the stars, um, and I thought. Wouldn't it be nice if uh, if there was a song for people who are a little bit more realistic than that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny, you know, the chorus, it says, it's unlikely, but you're so lovely. Uh, and John initially thought that the lyric was, you might like me, but it's not likely. <laughs> which which I must admit is a better lyric than what I came up with but by then it was too late to change it uh so yeah I think that uh if I, if I'm going to try to to uh to connect it to the question that you asked 
I think that uh, there will never be a point of total comfort between any two human beings. And so the most important thing is to be really clear about your intentions yeah. at all times. Yeah. Um, and uh, in any relationship, there are things that you do, uh, not because you particularly want to, but because they uh, make it possible for that relationship to continue mm-hmm. relatively smoothly. Right. And so I think that you should uh, you should not dread the prospect of having to have that conversation yeah. over and over again because uh, the fact that you want to have it at all uh, separates you from a great deal of humanity. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I'm happy to be separated from that from that part of humanity from the unwashed masses <laughs> from the non, from the 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 bound the non boundary setters or uh, honorers. Yeah, you're not you're not a line stepper. I respect that. I do not. I don't line step. Well, there are things that I there are lines that I will step over constantly. If you listen to the show, you know that. But that is that's not one of them. That's not one of them. It again, and it's purely for personal selfish reasons. Like because I want to keep the field around this synchronistic work clean. And it, I, I don't even, I don't, I'm still, this is all an experiment. I've been doing it for 20 years and it's still an experiment. I don't necessarily know the full impact of what we're doing. I do know that there's something very intense and real about it that happens over time. And so again, to muddy the waters is just, would be uh, for something that I devote my life to so thoroughly. I put one of these out every day. I'm constantly doing it. The idea of creating a mess around it for for any reason is just sure. There's plenty pointless. of mud in the water to begin with. <laughs> exactly. There's no need to be adding more. So I the going to the song, there's a couple of I there was a there was a lot in here. Uh-huh. First of all, it's unlikely you're right. Uh, it is it's unlikely that just saying this will be some magic pill that just solve that oh I never have to have that conversation mm-hmm. again. Also, there's the it's unlikely to me is like the as I said, my boundary is 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 that I'm not going to step over anything. And if anyone wants to step over it, they can have a conversation with me. Let me tell you, that's never happened. (laughs) So I'm not like, well, not entirely. It's never happened with a musical (laughs) guest. It's happened with a couple of people who are guests on the show. But I think it's because they came onto the show as guests with that intention already in mind. And I had to communicate to them, no, nah, it's, you know, you're here as a guest. This is not, afterwards we're not going to go out and do something. Yeah. Um, I, think it's, I think it's possible to be too hard on yourself about this sort of thing, too. I mean. Well, it's not even about being hard on myself. It's really about wanting to figure out how to navigate. Because I do, I mean, I do this show because I do want to get closer to people. Like, I would like to be your sure. friend, Vikram. And I'd like to, you know, I'd, after the show is finished, I hope that, you know, Maybe we'd play music together sometime, or maybe we'd go to a, we'd go to the, we'd see each other at the same show and we'd hang out and talk or whatever. And I want that to be as comfortable with you as it would be with anyone who has been a guest on the show, because mm-hmm. I do want to have close relationships with the people who I find most compelling as artists, charismatic people. I just want to have you know, I, and I'm not worried. Like then, that's the thing. It's like we're we inherit this. I'm not worried because of you and me, and but basically because of our genders that you're going to immediately assume that if I approach you that there's some other thing there. 
Yeah. Maybe that's unfair. I mean, maybe you would. I don't know. But uh, so it's more about like how just trying to navigate this like we all are. There are things are shifting and there are conversations that I think are going to be really easy in 20 years that we're pioneering and figuring out how to have right now. And I welcome it. And that's the price we pay. Right. That's the line. This is the price. to. This is the there's a price to pay for dreaming through the day, which is what I'm doing with Radio 8 Ball. It is bringing my father's dream work informs this. He led dream seminars in the 70s and that inspired this this format. And he's no longer with us. But this dreaming through the day is what I do with this, which is, again, why I want to keep the dream like I don't want to go into a, like a dream can turn on you. Right. Sure. If you're not. You know, if if you have weird erroneous negative thoughts going through your head. So, uh, you know, I, 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 as I say a lot of times, I don't think this is going to necessarily land on a full-on answer for me right now, but over the course of the show, I'm, I'm curious to see how this informs the rest of our readings. And, uh, and yeah, and, uh, and if you are, if you feel like, if you're listening and you feel like I've overstepped my boundaries by bringing this up, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> I feel I feel like you and I will have a, a good enough good enough conversation here. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave